right, you guys ready? We have a very special guest here today. It's not me. I'm not that special. <laughs> we have with us Professor Nutbaum, a scientist who is much learned in the art of reading and application. She is a general all-knowledge professor. She's dedicated to the education of the young and old in all walks of life. She has also studied the art of vocalizing through melodic and chordal interpretation of the jots and tittles that appear on a staff and through oral recognition. We are so privileged to have someone of her caliber visiting us today at Life Spring Church. Please make her feel welcome with a great round of applause, Professor Nutbaum. Woo! Yes! Yeah, that means you're supposed to come up here now. Yes, it's your turn. Oh, yeah, there she goes. Don't mind her. <laughs> yeah, that's how she does her hair right there. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, my laboratory. <laughs> I'm so happy in my lab. Hello, Judd, Zeph, Jaduthin, Brigitta. <laughs> Brigitta, you're so cute. Ooh, some of her flesh is coming off. <sighs> well, are you ready for me today? <clears throat> May I have our slide up today? Today, I am going to create life. Behold, dirt. Could you keep that music going? I like that. It gives me extra energy. <laughs> so, I read in the scriptures that it says that man was created from the dust of the earth. Henceforth, I gathered dust from the earth. And I am going to make mud. Man, un done it is locally sourced and organic I'm gonna shake it. Hello, little cutie. Look at you. You're so special. Come on, you can do it. Go quick. Come on, go quick. Oh. Giving it a little love, adding all those things that will make it into a perfect human. No, you can. I'm encouraging you. You are special. Look at you, how beautiful brown. Look at all the great things that are swirling in you. Come on, you can do this. 
Adam was created from the dust of the earth. Is that correct? Yes, he was. Creation, it's all around us. God, our creator, is amazing. Creative, strong, deep, and he loves you. Pretty special, isn't it? All right, so you can cut that music. Thank you. Let's all pray. Jesus, we just come together today in your presence, in your name, for you are such an amazing and precious creator. We love you so very much and we want to know you. We want to draw close to you today. We want to hear from you so that we can live and grow and become the child that you have called us to be. For Lord, you have known us from the beginning. I ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. I think, did we have that on a scripture? If everybody wants to just look at that. <clears throat> when Jesus sent you to us, we loved you from the start. You were just a bit of sunshine sent from heaven to our heart. Not just another baby, for since the world began, there's been something very special for you in God's plan. That's why he made you special. You're the only one of your kind. God gave you a body and a bright, healthy mind. And he has a special purpose that he wants you to find. So he made you something special. Jesus made you something special. Yes, you're an endangered species. <laughs> a rare and special treasure. To God you are priceless. You're the only one of your And that was in dog. For all of you that have dogs, I just sang in his register. <sighs> yes, you are very, very special. I want all the children to come on and sit right up here. We're going to have a little chat today. Would you like that? Would you like to speak with the professor? <gasps> Excellent. Come on up here and have a seat. Anybody, if you want to come and sit down and get down to the be my be my guest. All right, so 
price tag. Is God valuable? How much is God worth? Anybody? Let's take a guess. How much? A million. A million. Okay. Anybody else? A lot. Oh, can you say that? A lot. Yes. God is worth a lot. I don't think we could put a price tag on God. Could we? How about you? Are you valuable? Yes. Are you worth a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you are. You are worth a lot. And you're worth a lot because God has put value on you, right? So we have a price tag on our heads, don't we? We really do. And Pastor talked about our price tags, didn't he? All right. We don't always feel valuable, though, do we? How many of you at times are like, I don't feel very valuable. I feel like I am the dust of the earth going back on a fast train. Okay? Sometimes I feel that way. But you know what? The Bible says that you're not to trust your feelings. Mm. That's some powerful stuff, isn't it? In 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay? We can trust God's words when we don't have that inside of us to feel that way. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God paid a huge price for you. Do you know that? Since God, we can't calculate a value on God, and he gave himself for you, that's pretty big, isn't it? So, you have a price tag on your head, and you are very valuable to God. Which brings us to our enemy, right? How many of you know that you have an enemy? Yeah, we do, don't we? We have somebody that really, really doesn't like us very much. And he doesn't like us very much because God loves us very much. The Garden of Eden was a very special place. And in that place, something very tragic happened, didn't it? Adam and Eve sinned. They did. And you know what? We all have that in us. But God made a way for us. He made a way that we could have fellowship with him. Um, let me go back here, make sure I've covered this. When Jesus died on the cross, he ripped the veil that separated his people from him. Okay? How many of you go to Sunday school and you learn all about God, don't you? You get to see and hear things that help you to draw close to Jesus. So when Jesus died on the cross and that veil was torn in half, God was saying, now you can come to me because I gave the perfect sacrifice. Since Jesus represented the flesh of God, he could only be the sacrifice that would cause us to be able to come near to him. All right. A lot of us try to create our own life, don't we? Um, we're always finding things to take the place of God. Can you think of things that kind of take you away from your time in prayer, 
that take you away from God. I, you know, some of us, we're really, we're really close to this, aren't we? You know, it's kind of like, but you know, it's really important that you get some self-control and you're able to realize that God is the big stuff. And this is the little stuff, right? And the closer you get to the big stuff, the more the little stuff doesn't matter as much. Okay? So it's really, really important that you see God for who he is. Now, God doesn't want you taken away from him. He's your creator, right? He made you. He understands you. He knows you. So you know what he did? In his word, he gave you a plan. Because he said, I don't want my people to forget me. So I'm going to give them a list and share with them things that will help them be close to me. Because God doesn't want you to forget. Remember, there's a price tag on your head. The enemy hates us, and he wants us to lose out with God, right? Okay, so here's a scenario. How many of you go to school? Okay, all right. So you're in school, and your teacher says, all right, class, it's time for a test. And you're like, ooh, oh yeah, I studied for that last night. So you're all ready to go. And you're sitting next to Jennifer, who is like super smart. You know that Jennifer always gets it right. She's like, teacher, I know the answer. And you're like, wow, yeah, she's just got that all going on over there. Well, during the test, Jennifer stretches and you look over and it's like, <gasps> question number three was a little bit hard. But Jennifer, you, perfect view for question number three. You know what the enemy says to you? He's like, you know what? Why don't you check that out? Yeah, just look over there. You can look. It's okay. You know what? You've studied hard for this. And for you to blow question number three, that would just wreck it all, wouldn't it? Besides that, you had a rough night. Just go ahead and look. And you do. Like, Oh, 20. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I knew that was 20. And then all of a sudden, there's a little knock at the door. And your conscience is like, that wasn't right. And then the enemy says, yeah, that wasn't right. But I thought you just told me to do it. Here you did the little deed of dirty dumb, and then what happened? Then the enemy's like blowing your cover. Yes, you are wrong. You did the wrong thing. Shame on you. You're terrible. And you're like, oh, I did it. I did it. I know I did. Some friend, hey? He's no friend. He is no friend of yours. God would never keep something good for you. How about when mom says, don't take a cookie from the cookie jar? And then mom's like, oh, I'm leaving now. And you're like, okay, pull out the cookie jar, open it up. Oh, mom said not to take that. Okay. You pull one out, and then you rearrange all the cookies, make it look like you didn't take one. Been there, done that. Ooh. So what do I do to make my soul clean again? I shouldn't have taken the cookie, should I? No. The enemy 
he, he helped me do it and then he beat me up for it after. Right? So what should I do? How do I clean my soul? How do I clean my heart again? Anybody? What do you think? What can you say? What would you say if you did something wrong and you wanted to make it better again? Anybody? I bet you have the answer. Are you super shy? Are you an SS, a super shy? How about you? All right. I'll give you the answer because maybe we don't know. We have to say, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. You can come to God and say, I am sorry and mean it from your heart and God will forgive you because that's how precious our God is. Conviction, okay, that's a little conscious in you. And the word of God help us to know that we've done something wrong. All right, so God has given us a list and we're going to go through that list right now. How many of you have ever heard of the Ten Commandments? I know some of you are like, oh, the Ten Commandments. Oh, that's such a long list. But you know what? When we look at the Ten Commandments, they help us to do the right thing, don't they? Okay, so let's check it out. And I have a couple objects and you know what? We're going to have a test after. So I hope you all remember and follow along. All right, so the first one. Thou shalt no, have no other gods before me. What is this? Bible. A Bible. A Bible, okay? The Bible is the word of God. You know what? I think when you answer a question correct, you can come up and be rewarded for it, okay? So when you come to answer a question, you can pick something out of the treat bucket. However, treats are for after and not eaten in the sanctuary, okay? We want to reverence and respect the house of God. So yes, God says, number one, have no other gods before me. Anybody know some examples of gods? What are some things that can take the place of God in your life? Anybody? The Packers, excellent. Sports. Yeah, that's true. Some people get obsessed with them, don't they? God doesn't want you to do that. Put it properly in its place. Eden? Electronics. Electronics. Electronics, yes. How many of you are able to shut your device off and be quiet before the Lord? Good for you. Awesome. God is a jealous God. He doesn't want you to have other things that take his place. Okay. All right, the next one, thou shall not make any graven image. God doesn't want you to set up anything in your life that would take the place of him. So how many of you have gone somewhere and you've gotten something really special? Like you go to Disneyland, Mickey Mouse kisses you on the cheek, and you're like, I'm never washing my face again. Okay? Have you gotten anything special? What have you gotten? That's been, you've been like, oh, this is forever. How about a baseball card at the, at the, the Miller's game, the Brewer's game? <laughs> at Miller Park. Okay, or? I caught a baseball at a game. Okay, caught a baseball. You might look at that as like, oh, 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 oh
the end all of all. I can retire on this. Uh, a skateboard. A skateboard. Oh, how many of you like to skateboard? What if skateboarding takes over your life? Is that good? Nope. Nope. So exactly, that's, that's, you're on the right track. Um, all right. The third one is, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Why do I have a hammer? Anybody know why I have a hammer? I bet the adults know. Yeah. Sometimes when you hurt you, yourself, words come out of your mouth that might not be appropriate. Okay? God is undefinable. He is amazing and deep and precious. And he doesn't want his name thrown around disrespectfully. Okay? Stay away from any word that comes close to taking God's name in vain if you are not serious about conversing with him. All right? God is holy. The fourth commandment. Uh, remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. God gave you six days to do your work, didn't he? And he wants you to rest one of those days. As a matter of fact, there are like four scriptures in Exodus 20 that talk about this day. God made you. He knows you need rest. He knows you need to take a break. In six days, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he rested on the seventh day. And he called it good. As he looked at his creation, he was pleased with it. And he said, don't do any work. Don't have anybody around you do work. Enjoy your time with me and your rest. Uh, the fourth one, honor your parents. Honor means to respect. This is my mom and dad. What can you do to honor your mom and dad? What? What's an idea? Do you know? Um, a toy. Give them a toy? Okay. Sure, you could give them a toy if moms and dads like toys. Yeah, giving them a gift, right? It's like, Mom, I love you. So I went to a rummage sale when I was a little girl and bought my mom something for 10 cents, and I gave it to her. Okay? Oh. Give them a card. Give them a card. And what would you write in the card? I love my dad. I love my dad. Yeah, do you know moms and dads love to hear that? They love to hear that you love them. And they love it when you put your arms around them and you kiss them right on the face. They do. Give them a hug. Give them a hug. Perfect. Taking our parents out to eat. Ooh, wow. That's some wealth going on there. Okay. <laughs> getting get a new skateboard for them. Getting them a new skateboard. All right. Obey them. Ooh, Eden, that's, that's a zinger. Right on the mark. How many of you moms and dads like it when you are obeyed? Oh. Do you know that God feels that way about you too? Yes, he does. He does. When you obey him, oh, that brings joy to him. Okay, so honor your parents. The next commandment is thou shall not kill. This is a butter knife. <laughs> Used for cleaning the grooves in my hardwood floor. Um, <clears throat> the Bible says thou shall not kill. 
And God doesn't want you to kill people physically, spiritually, mentally, or emotionally, right? Every person has value. Every person has meaning. God loves them. He gave his life for them. Jesus brought that up even bigger in the Gospels when he said, you can't even hate somebody. Okay? God knows that hatred hurts you more than anything, doesn't it? When you have hatred inside, that other person might not even know that you feel bad about them. But Jesus has said, do not hate. That's like killing somebody, maybe even killing yourself. So be very, very careful. Um, another commandment is thou shall not commit adultery. Do, 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 do. Here is a bouquet for brides. Do you know that marriage was designed by God and he wants it to be sacred and kept special between your mom and dad? Okay? Forever until death. That is what God has set up and that's what he wants. So thou shall not commit adultery. Bible says thou shall not steal. Mm. Do you know that people trust you? They trust you with their things. If you were to go to the grocery store and everything was behind glass and there was just people in the front helping you, that's no fun. Don't you like to go to the store and you, you pick up things and you look and it's like, ooh, that has hydrogenated corn syrup in it. Oh, I like xylitol. I like egg substitutes. Whatever, whatever's in it, okay? But you can look and touch and feel and then make the purchase because somebody lives off that purchase, right? God doesn't want you to steal or take things that don't belong to you. Be very, very careful about that one. All right. The next one is thou shall not lie. If I were to walk by the side of the road and see this hanging off a bush, I would think that was real. Oh, that's not real. A lie is not real, right? It's falseness about something or somebody. It hurts the person that you say it to. God does not want you to lie, but he wants you to be real and truthful. The last one is thou shall not covet. That's a big word, isn't it? Coveting is wanting something that doesn't belong to you strongly wanting something that doesn't belong to you. This is a French horn mouthpiece, and I just want to share my story with you. So real quick, I was, I, I play the French horn, and there was a, a lady at work who played a French horn when she was in high school, and she had a professional French horn. Now, my French horn is kind of professional, but she had a hatch horn. She had a really cool French horn. So I talked to her and I'm like, hey, if you ever want to sell your horn, I'd be interested in it. Well, I kind of kept asking her about it and I could feel in my heart, it was like, Lord, I really want this horn. <laughs> okay. You know how you feel that way? It's like, I want this toy so bad. Oh, you know, do you guys know that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I thought, well, God, I'll just, I'll just pray about it. Well, she, I asked her again, and she says, oh, well, my dad wants to give it to a student. He wants to take it and, and give it to somebody. It was like, Ooh! cue the boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo music. So I was like, oh, man. Okay. 
So I set it aside. I, I said, Lord, you know what? You know what's best for me. If my horn is the best horn for me, I am satisfied and content. However, if you want me to have the hatch horn, you can get it for me. <laughs> right? We know that God can do that. Yes. And this brings a story in the Bible about David. How many of you know who David is? Well, you know, we all think David is so amazing. And he, and he is. He did some really cool stuff. However, David's just like you and me, isn't he? He's a man. Well, David made a couple mistakes, some really bad ones. And the prophet came to visit David one day, and he told David a story. And in the story, he talked about a little lamb that a poor man got taken away from him and killed. Now, David got mad because David really likes sheep, doesn't he? Because he was a shepherd. He worked with sheep. So he was really, really upset. So David's upsetness was exactly the button that God pressed in his heart. And the prophet said to David, and I want to read this to you. And this is God speaking to David through the prophet. And he says in 2 Samuel 12 and 8, And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. So God said, I would have given you what you would have asked me for if you would have come to me. But instead, David took it because he looked and he said, I want that and I will not be denied. And he took it in his own hands. God does not want you to do that, does he? Because he knows what's best for you. So boys and girls, we serve an amazing God. All right. So let's try and see if we can remember these commandments. Okay. The first one, what does the Bible stand for? Do you guys remember? I know this is, you're like, oh, Professor Nubbum. What is the first commandment? Eden? No, not yet. That's a good one, though. How about have no gods before me? Okay? No gods before me. This is most important. Do not set up any likeness, anything that would take the place of God, right? Okay, now Eden. What did you say the first time? Don't take the name of God in vain. Good. What about this one? The Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath holy. Okay, what about this one? Obey your parents. Very good. How about this one? Do not kill. Good. And this one? These are some big words in this one. Marriage is holy, right? Do not commit adultery. But you know what? Those are all things that as you grow and get bigger and bigger, you will understand these things. These will become very real to you. This one? 
Yes, do not steal. Good job. Oh, do you remember this one, this fake fruit that I have up here? Don't lie. Good. Awesome. And what about the golden French horn mouthpiece? Uh, this is a t remember this is that this is that big word. Sounds like a Corvette, but not quite. Oh, don't covet that, gentlemen. Get the Corvette out of your mind. A Corvette. What's close to Corvette? Covet. Do not covet. Do not yearn for something so strongly that it takes you away from God. All right. Very good. So the Ten Commandments are important. I think I have another slide. Um, I don't know if I got that right or not with the three scriptures on it. Okay. All right, the first one, Psalm 111 and 10. So by learning the Ten Commandments, we learn some great wisdom. So everybody look at that. Can somebody read that for us? Do you want to read it? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. That was beautiful. Yes. So I don't know about you, but when I read the Ten Commandments, there's a little bit of fear that rises in my heart because I know that I fall guilty, that I, I miss some of those. I miss the mark and I sin. But that fear in there is the beginning of wisdom for me. Because as I fear God and what he can do, I know that I am gaining wisdom and knowledge and understanding. All right, the next one, Proverbs 1 and 7. Who would like to read this one? Eden? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yeah. Good job, Eden. So if you fear the Lord you begin to gain knowledge in your life, right? But it says a fool despises wisdom and instruction. The fool says, Ten Commandments, that's so Old Testament. <laughs> what do you think Jesus taught from? The Old Testament is where everybody learned from, right? All those stories are for you. They are a treasure trove of study and growth and meaning. All right, and then the next one, Proverbs 9 and 10. Did you want to read? Did you raise your hand? You wanted to read, right? You want to go ahead? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Yes. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Oh, the word of God is so powerful. As we read these scriptures, I just feel just chills going through my body because it makes me feel whole when I read the word of God. I feel I am in the right place because I am communing with my creator. 
God made you and he knows you. Just like Professor Nutbaum tried to create life. No, silly Professor Nutbaum. Professors can't create life. Only God can create life, right? God is so amazing. All these beautiful things that he created. Oops, sorry. I just ate a molecule. So our God is an amazing God as I'm drooling. Oh, I love those things. Okay, I just couldn't, I couldn't resist anymore. Oh, okay, sorry. I hope when you guys put those together, you washed your hands, right? Oh, okay. All right, I want to do a quick object lesson up here. Everybody see this little thing, this paper? As I get older, I forget words. <laughs> all right, so I've given you all kinds of ideas, and God's word is giving you all kinds of ideas. How many of you are thinking about like sins in your life right now? Anybody? Don't tell me. Okay, so sin. Sin is bad. Sin hurts me. Sin makes me sad. Sin separates me from Jesus. Sin is disgusting. Sin put Jesus on a cross. Sin wrecks my life. Sin smells bad. Right? Okay. Now, I would like... Would anybody like to come up and write some sin on this paper? Write something. Eden, you want to come and write something up there? Go ahead. Anybody else? Who would like to write about a, write a sin on there? You'd write it anywhere on there, okay? All right. There you go, sweetie. Purple. It's a good color. Okay? Yes. Go ahead. Go up there and write a sin. Uh, name a sin. Don't write the word sin. We've got enough of that on there. Start, start writing some, some ideas for sins. A any parents out there, adults, what are some sins that we commit? Lying. Lying. Anybody else? Cheating. Cheating. Very good. Anybody else? Just shout them out. What are some things that we do wrong? Gossip. Gossip. Ooh. That f falls into that do not kill thing, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. You can go up and write it on. So kiddos, you, you, just, you write these things down as our parents help us with this. What? Did you just have one? Did something fall out of your mouth? <laughs> Anybody? Being a bully. Bullying. Yeah, I would say that's hurting somebody, isn't it? Oh, I need to moisturize. Sorry. <laughs> my lips get stuck on my teeth sometimes. All right. Anybody else? Come on. What are some sins? What are some things that, that we have to bring to the altar to Jesus? What was that? Stealing, stealing, taking, 
So can somebody, yeah, can somebody come up and put steel down? Go ahead, write some more. Go up there. Stealing. How about, yes? Bad words. Yes, bad words. Corrupt words. Words that aren't good to say. Um, how about disobeying our parents? Ooh. Disrespecting them. Not being kind to them. Okay. All right, very good. Well, okay. You guys are a shy group. So when Jesus came, God said, all right, all the blood of bulls and goats is not going to be able to take away their sin. It's pushing it all forward. So God, the one who created you, says, I need to sacrifice perfect blood for them. Because my blood is the only righteous blood that will clean me up, right? Wash away that sin. So he came onto a cross. His feet, his hands, his side, his head, his back, blood came out of everywhere on Jesus because he loved you so very, very much. And he knew how this, this page full of stuff hurts you and brings you down and separates you from God forever. So when Jesus died on that cross, he took your sins and wipe them clean. He gave you a fresh start. And you know what? Anytime you mess up, anytime you do something wrong, whoosh, you can wipe that page right off. And how do you do that? You do that by repenting of your sin right? Jesus, I am awful. I was such a beast to my mom today. Mom told me to vacuum and I'm like, no! And mom said, go to your room. And you said, no, I don't have to. Can you imagine? But yeah, we've all done it, haven't we? So you go to your room and you're like, Jesus, uh, that was so wrong. I'm so sorry. You gave my mom and dad into my life to help me grow up to be a good person. Even though I don't agree with how they're doing it. Right? Ugh. And then you get up, you cry, and you go to your mom. It's like, Mom, I'm so sorry. I'll vacuum. Okay. And it's all better because Jesus forgives you if you ask him. All right. You are a special creation. Only you can repent of sins. Can a horse repent of sin? Does a horse sin? No. A horse was created to do things, right? 
a fly is created for a purpose. A fly eats all the garbage and the nacho cheese cheese off your nacho cheese that you threw into the garbage at the Miller game, the Brewers game, or, or the Packer golf game, I don't know. Can trees and plants repent? No. God said, grow, be fruitful and multiply. And you know what? They're doing exactly what God told them to do. But you are a special creation. You have a choice to do right or wrong because God wants you to freely love him. All right. All of God's creation is value to him. Do you know that Jesus said that even the sparrows are valuable? I look at sparrows. I like to bird watch. I look at sparrows. I'm like, ugh, get out of here. You are so lame. But to God, they are not lame. They are special to him too. And they have a purpose. All right. God wants you to go to heaven and spend eternity with him. That's how much he loves you. I have a little letter I want to finish off this little teaching session with. And each sentence from this letter comes from the word of God. Okay? So I'm going to read it to you. And I want you to think about some things. And I want you to think about Jesus. And I want you to think about you and him together. Okay? Do you know Jesus can be your very best friend? He's my very best friend. He's my husband. He's the love of my life. He's my everything. But every day I have to say in my heart, you will be first in my life today. Okay? All right, so I'm going to read this to you. And I want you to think about it. If you want to close your eyes and just think, you can do that. This is God speaking to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down, And when you rise up, I am familiar with your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you even before I planned creation. You are not and were not a mistake. All your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You were fearfully and wonderfully made, and I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day that you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand for I am your provider, and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope. Because I love you with an everlasting love, 
my thoughts toward you are as countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. I want to show you great and marvelous things if you seek me with all your heart. You will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly ma imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe every tear from your eyes and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. He is the exact representation of my being. I came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. And to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so you could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything so that I might gain your love. And nothing can separate you from my love. Come home, and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. My question is, will you be my child? Will you repent, turn from your sin, be washed clean, and filled with my spirit? I am waiting for you. Love your dad, almighty God. He loves you, boys and girls. He loves you, boys and girls. I'm sorry, but I never felt the change when I was not a girl anymore. <laughs> My body grew, but inside I am still a little girl who needs her father, her heavenly father, right? So today... I pray that these commandments that we talked about, that you think about them and you read them in Exodus chapter 20, because they're very important. Because you know what? When you learn about God and what he likes and what he doesn't likes, like, you get wisdom and knowledge and you grow and become close to him. So as we finish today, one very important thing that I forgot to do. Okay. I forgot. My laboratory gases. I just gave it all. 
Thank you, Professor Nutbaum. Let's give her a great big hand. Woo! She's the nuttiest professor we've ever had here. That's wonderful. Can we all stand? I know the kids, you can stay up here and just stand where you are. Set your candy on the floor in front of you. Yes, I'm leaving pieces around. So Professor Nutbaum was telling us about the Ten Commandments and how they help us to know how to do the right thing. But the, the Bible says that we also need God's spirit in us so that we know to do the right thing. Because our spirit is messed up. We need his spirit. And so when we come before God, we have to do a couple things to wash away that sin. We have to repent. She was talking about that, right? Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. And then what should we do after that? The sins are forgiven, but they're still there. What do we do to wash them away? We've talked about this in Sunday school. Yes, we need to get baptized in whose name? In Jesus' name. Do we throw water at you when we do that? What do we do? Right over there in that tank, we fill it with water, and you get to go down in the name of Jesus. And it's quick, but it works forever. The Bible says that once he has covered your sin, it's covered. It never comes floating back up to the surface. Now, sometimes we choose to do the wrong thing. And then we have to go back and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I remember when I was washed clean. Please wash me clean again. And then we don't have to get back in that tank, but he washes us clean again. Do you have sin in your life this morning? Is, is there anyone who hasn't had their sins washed away in the name of Jesus? We could do that today if you need to. We can do that anytime. If you need to be washed in the name of Jesus, we'll just fill that tank up and we'll wash you in the name of Jesus. Kids, if that's something you want to do, you need to ask your parents and they will let us know when we'll baptize you, okay? How many of you are baptized in the name of Jesus? Isn't it the best thing? Don't you praise God for how clean you are? Thank you, Jesus. And then one more thing, one more thing. After you've been washed clean, you're like an empty jar with no lizards in them. You're an empty vessel, the Bible says, and you're going to be filled with something. And some things that we fill our lives with are not good things. But there's one thing that we're supposed to be filled with. Does anybody know what that is? The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God comes and fills us. And I love the illustration Pastor always uses. When God fills you with his Spirit, he fills you so full of his Spirit that it bubbles out your mouth. And we hear that you've been filled with the Holy Ghost because you speak in a language that you've never spoken in before. How many of you have been filled with the Holy Ghost? Isn't it a grand feeling? Thank you, Jesus. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost.